Hello and welcome to Crypto CFOs. My name is Taylor Zork, and today we're going to be discussing utility and governance tokens, the difference between the two, and what in general gives crypto assets value. So let's jump right in. So with traditional finance, we have kind of tried and true methods of valuing assets, right? Or companies or things like that. We can use price to earnings multiples for stocks. We can use discounted cash flow methods or uh, revenue multiples for valuing companies. But when it comes to crypto assets, a lot of people like to look at market cap as a, as a driver of value and the potential growth of a project. But ultimately, when you buy into a coin or a token, you aren't getting any actual piece of that company or organization. So it, these, these assets are already spe speculative. And a big reason why is because there's not a really well-defined way to attach value to them. So we have to look at other aspects of what they hold as either utility or voting rights from a governance perspective um, to determine and to try to evaluate from that standpoint whether or not a crypto asset has inherent value. So a common misconception in the world of crypto assets is like hunting for bargain coins. So you hear this a lot with newbie invest investors. They're like, they want to go after the penny stocks, you know, the, the, the cryptos that aren't, that are sub one, $1 because those ones have the most room to grow. Right. But ultimately if the supply is multiple quadrillions, you know, and you're looking at an asset that's a, a, a token that's valued at sub $1. I mean, the chances of that asset reaching a dollar is very, very slim because there's not a real high chance that any crypto asset is going to reach the quadrillions, right? Um, so in the same vein, we can't use that type of metric as an end-all, be-all, right? Um, we need to look at what actual utility does the token provide? So coins like ETH have value because they are the fuel used to transact on a secure and de decentralized network. Now we can argue about the decentralization of ETH with um, the censorship that's happened on there, but ultimately it's a vast network that is relatively decentralized. So since the network has broad use and many decentralized applications that are built on it that require gas to operate and gas to fund transactions, ETH benefits from high demand. While ETH grants the user the ability to process transactions on the Ethereum network, it also allows the user to put forward and vote on Ethereum improvement proposals, EIPs, that are intended to continually improve the Ethereum network. As a result, ETH has both an inherent utility and a governance component built into its economics. Tokens do not have the same inherent value because they're not the fuel for a network. Right? They don't, they don't grant you the ability to send over a diverse, decentralized, secure network. So they have to rely on their utility or the, the right to direct the project or the DAO, Decentralized Autonomous Organization, that they are a part of. So some, some tokens have a combination of these two, some have one and some have the other. So the utility of a cryptocurrency is its use case, right? So, um, which can come in the form of a discount for services provided by the project, 
It can act as an in-game currency or help generate rewards in the case of crypto, crypto gaming. It can also unlock higher yields for staking or lending. Um, we don't want to harp on this one too much because we know how that goes. When you're getting super crazy high yields, there's usually an issue with it. But you know, with some platforms like crypto.com, if you staked a larger amount of their tokens, you get better yields. And the reason they can offer that is because you locking up your tokens provides price stability for them because those are tokens that are not on the open market ready for sale. So in the event where it can get you a, a couple percentage points additional earnings on, on, your, on your funds, some people find that valuable. Now, governance tokens effectively grant voting rights and allow holders to guide the direction of a project, either in the form of submitting improvement proposals or voting on a project's milestones or roadmap. Uniswap and its native, native token, Uni, are one of the better known governance tokens. And Uni can be used to vote on existing proposals or generate new ones to help steer the direction of the project. These tokens have value because they allow users to influence the project. So since Uniswap is a DEX, users generate revenue by acting as liquidity providers, LPs. And they get 0.3% of, um, well, 0.3% of transactions that go through the protocols go into the liquidity pools. So if you have provided liquidity to one of those pools, you get a portion of those fees that accrue. And so because you're, if, if you're a larger liquidity provider on Uniswap, you have an incentive to want to direct the voting power of that DEX because you're directly benefiting from it as a whole. So it makes sense for you to want to hold voting rights for that decentralized exchange because it, it directly impacts your profitability. So whether a cryptocurrency is considered a utility token, a governance token, or a combination of both, from an accounting perspective, we treat them very similarly to a, to a stock for tax purposes and for accounting purposes. So that's all kind of important to note as well. So there's not a real big difference between whether you're holding on to a utility token or a governance token when it um, hits your balance sheet. It's still going to be an intangible asset on your balance sheet as long as we're talking from a U.S. focus. So that's everything I wanted to talk about for utility and governance tokens, and just in general, what gives crypto assets value. See you next time. Take care.